You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Thank you so much for coming. Someone invited you, blackmailed you, paid you. You're here. Okay, we're really happy you came. Um, my name is Idris, like I said in the letter. Um, what else? I'm going to share from God's word now. Um, in the course of the message, I will say, say to your neighbor, please do not ignore them. Because the person then feels, ah, what is it? Okay, so let's even just start from there now. Okay? Could you just tell the person next to you, God loves you. God loves you. And just tell them, just in case nobody has told you recently, <laughs> you're afraid. <laughs> just tell them, I love you too. I don't know you, but I love you. <laughs> or in some cases, I love you. I know you, but I still love you. IBK, the person next to you. God. All right. I'm just going to share and round up this whole discussion about, about how to maximize your life. And I'm going to share um, on a message a title, Take Courage. Okay? Uh, take Courage. Um, and I think myself and I go went to watch a movie. And she said to me, oh, that's the title of your message, right? Yeah, the one where the woman was beating all the men, right? <laughs> Can't understand this, okay? All right, but when you travel on a very important journey, you kind of take care that you pack all your stuff together, okay, properly. And we all have different habits. Some of us pack two days in advance. Some people a week in advance. People that pack a week in advance want to relocate, okay? <laughs> or maybe it's your first time, so you pack a week in advance. Some of you pack as you are going to the airport. Because <laughs> you kind of have your things in the boot already. You know, so you just select the shoes you need. And if that's you I'm talking about, God bless you. <laughs> All right. But sometimes when you're going to a far place, like you're going to Russia, you can't tell them, oh, bring the thing I forgot. The, you know, they can't, so you kind of have to pack carefully. Over the last couple of years, I have forgotten different things. So travel to different countries. Toothbrushes. Cufflinks. I forgot her laptop charger the last time. I've forgotten phone chargers. Sometimes documents. Maybe a suit, one leg of a shoe. <laughs> Socks. I don't mind. It was like, oh, I have to go and shop. Oh my God, I didn't want to shop on this shoe. Okay, well, I'll go. So I buy new things, okay? But the one thing you cannot forget to travel with is your passport, right? Yeah. A friend of mine <laughs> had almost read the, pass the, the airport one day. And that's his wife. She, you have our passports. <laughs> She's like, what? I took only my own. <laughs> I tell you, no, like the day he's here again, I will tell him to tell the story. Okay? Okay? Serious. Serious. <laughs> yeah, they said, she, I, I took only my own. I thought you took yours. <laughs> so they turned back. Because you, some things you can't head out without. You know, passports are very important. Because passports are more than just a piece of identification. It's a national endorsement of your identity. The first, the, the president, on behalf of the president. So this person is a citizen of such and such a country and should be accorded this kind of rights. And, and you know, there's a passport and there's a passport. You know that. Sometimes you see the color and they treat you better. All right. Um, so in fact, when, when you even get into airports, you behave according to your passport. They say, this type of passport is this way. You don't argue. You don't say, no, I, this is a short. No, you just behave according to your passport. Huh? All right. Um, and so Joshua 1, 6 to 9, 
God says to Joshua, be strong and of good courage. For to these people you will divide as an inheritance the land I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. The translation will say, take courage. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. That you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. May God bless the reading of his word. So a revival is about to start, a turnaround, something big. God says to Joshua and then to his team, be strong and take courage. So it's so important that God mentions it in those three verses. You know, in the space of three verses, he mentions it over and over again. Just in case you did not hear, be strong and take courage. Help me tell the person next to you, please take courage. Okay, take courage. Uh, and, but why would God say to Joshua, take courage? Because you know, Joshua is a, it's not a small boy. It's a, it's a big man. It's a mighty man. Look, he's been on the mountain with Moses. If you track back, he's not just shown up on the scene. He's been around. He's seen deliverances and revivals. He's, you know, um, along with Caleb, who shared his God experience, He's passed the test of faith. They've brought a good report when the majority said, oh, no, the, the, the land will consume us. Joshua and Caleb said, oh, no, you know, we can do it. Uh, Joshua has seen God do mighty things. Right? He's not a rookie. He's done the prayer challenge, the hallelujah challenge, the giving challenge, the soul winning challenge. Yet God says to him, take courage along with you. So, so what then is courage and, and you know, where can we get some? Essentially, our consideration this Lord's day, okay? And, and courage doesn't necessarily mean strength. It doesn't necessarily mean strength. Uh, it's, it's strength and courage are different things. In fact, 1 Kings chapter 19, the Bible says, when you read from verse 1, and Ahab told Jezebel all the things that Elijah had done. Also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Elijah was a big deal. Then Jezebel sent, to, sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also. If I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, Elijah arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree and he prayed that he might die and he said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life for I am no better than my father. I'm confused because Elijah is a strong man. He's just killed. If I should say to you, you've killed so many prophets. Big victory. The woman says, true to God. If you're from where Nene comes from, you know, that's how they swear. It's true to God. And there's a way they swear. They said, I will, I will finish you today. And the prophet who is strong and mighty heads off, leaves his servant somewhere in case they want to use his servant to track him. <laughs> I head further. And so at this point, we can tag strong-bodied men who take off and run when dogs show up. Or 
even able-bodied adult women who scamper for safety and high ground at the appearance of spiders and, God forbid, rats. At this junction, I normally would mention people like Akko, Ini, IBK, Pamela, but I will not mention your names. I'm a better person this week. Okay? <laughs> Strength is not courage. Strength is not courage. You've seen adults before when they say, ah, there's a dog in the house, and we're not going. <laughs> say, let them come and meet me outside. <laughs> okay? We once went for, I thought, I don't know, it was a prayer meeting or something. What did you go and do in Ferrari's house? And there's a rumor that Ferrari had it. I mean, I've seen that dog that Ferrari has. We call it a dog out of politeness. It's not really, it's one of those comfort animals. It's not, you know. There's a leader in this church that was shaking. <laughs> you can hear her laughter. <laughs> but strength is not courage. Strength is not courage. Scripture says that the entire army of Israel was paralyzed by the threat of a massive giant. You know, he, had, he didn't beat them. Goliath did not fight yet. No, no, no. He, he didn't show his skill or bring out his weapons. And, no. It was just mouth. <laughs> he just told them things. In fact, he just, as he threatened them, their courage disappeared. And so, you know, when you look at this whole Jezebel story and Goliath, a picture emerges about a dimension of warfare that God's people will surely have to face or deal with as they seek to maximize their lives. In, case, in fact, if you, if, you add, if you go to Nehemiah and you read about the guys they call Sambalat and Tobiah, the story becomes, or the picture becomes clearer. You know, 1 Samuel 17 says that an all, verse 24, says, all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. Yeah, yeah. So in those days, they would say, your, your liver failed you. <laughs> I don't understand what that, I don't know where they got that from, you know, like a number of phrases. But it meant that you had no courage anymore. It's, it's, I mean, I'm from Benin, which is not exactly Niger Delta, Niger Delta. We have some oil, but not like that. But the Niger Delta, your, your liver has failed. Let me ask you, but how is your liver? <laughs> because essentially what happens in life, and happens to everyone, is that you will receive threats. You will receive threats. So the army of Israel was paralyzed. So I don't know who or what it is that has threatened you. I don't, I'm specifically minded about the paralyzing effect of such threats. Threats of death, of failure, of lack, of regression, of pain, of punishment. Threats simply come to take away your courage. And we don't forget what God says to Joshua. Be strong and take courage. Threats abound everywhere. And they're silent and loud threats. They're silent and loud. I don't, sometimes, I don't know, I mean, again, some of, most of us grew up in Lekki, the band beating of children. But in those days, when your mother was going out, you had done something wrong, and she said, when I come back, I will deal with it. I'm in a hurry now. I can't do it properly. When I come back, should I even give you one sample? Yeah. <laughs> But when I come back, you know, there's a way you can't eat. You are just, there's a threat hanging over your head. You just, you just, you know, 
And very little can be achieved in life without courage. In fact, you can't go through life discouraged. You cannot maximize life if you are discouraged, if your courage has been taken away from you. But, but as I prepared for this, I, I just realized how threats abound in life, in our generation. Help me ask the person next to you, who's been threatening you? <laughs> threatening you? Do you I mean, in fact, let me ask them seriously, ask them like a pastor, do you have any courage left? Do you have any courage left? Um, Moses comes to mind. Moses comes to mind. Moses was born um, in a season when, you know, I keep saying, almost to the sound of weeping and crying. There's grief, there's murder on the streets, there's fear, there's helplessness, rage. There are burials everywhere. Because Pharaoh has said, just kill sons. Very much like Nigerians who were born in the 80s and the 90s. Because they woke up, were born to the rape of the very heart and soul of their country. They grew up to stories of how it used to be better. This generation of Nigerians has been threatened even before it was born. So God says to us, as he says to Joshua, take courage. I, I've been saying this in little parts of my message over the last couple of weeks. But for someone, the events of the last couple of years or months of your life should become clearer to you in terms of, you know, as God provides context. But it wasn't just all about you. That what happened, like what happened to Moses, was the enemy sensing God's promise over your life and over your generation raised all sorts of hell at high water. And for someone, what happens is the things that happened in the past continue to echo a threat so that you cannot move into the future. For someone, the abuse you suffered at the hands of your last employer still rings in your ears. For someone, just the thought of starting all over again this morning, I sense that someone needs courage on a new venture that God is calling him or her to go on. Someone needs courage for a new job or a new role. Someone needs courage, like the band sang, just to stand for God and say enough is enough. Someone needs courage to step out of the shadows of yesterday and embrace the promises of God. Someone needs courage to step out of the boat of comfort and walk the waters with Jesus who has been beckoning to you. Why is this important? Where you're going to is big. Where you're going to is not usual. Where God is calling you to as a person in life is not where everybody has been before. And you have two choices, at least two choices. One choice is to stay in your comfort zone and do the things you're comfortable with. Another choice is to take courage in God and to follow the things he's calling you to. So where might we find courage? I'll just talk about these things quickly and I want us to pray this morning. I save it 
if we protect and even develop our understanding of the righteousness that we have become or that we have in Christ Jesus, it's always a good place to start. The Bible says in the Psalms, I think it's Psalm 28, it says that the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. When they say who is on the Lord's side, are you able to answer? You know, when they say uh, this, you know, when you read the scripture that says the Lord knows those who are his, what, how does your heart vote? Does it say, oh yes, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Or does it wonder? This is important because if you are not clear in your heart about where you stand with God, it's difficult to take courage when it matters. Paul explains to the Corinthian church, 2 Corinthians 5, that this righteousness is not the type you buy or you end by works. Yes, like First John says, you can practice it, you can express it. But it says that Jesus died for us. He says he who knew no sin, 21 of 2 Corinthians 5, became sin for us. And we through this might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's very important. That you settle whether you are righteous or not. I, I say, look, keep a clean slate. So the fact that you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus doesn't mean you will not make mistakes. But keep a clean slate. The Bible says he's the one with whom we have to do, before whom all things are made manifest. He knows where you were last night. He knows what you did. He knows the thoughts of your heart. But God is so loving and so merciful that the Bible says he forgives us. So keep a clean slate. So your righteousness matters. The righteous are as bold as lion. That's the place to start. Help me ask the person next to you, are you, are you righteous? <laughs> Because when I was growing up, you couldn't say you were righteous. You couldn't say that. But <laughs> if you try to say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm righteous, you made it look like you were trying to prove that you were better than the other person. But this righteousness that we speak about is not, um, it's not of works. The Bible says, lest any man should boast. So righteousness is a good understanding, developing, protecting your your righteousness status. Understand that when you wake up in the morning, say to yourself, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's a great place to start when it comes to taking courage. I also talk about, in my notes, made a small note there, about God experiences. We've been running experiencing God. It's such a fantastic thing. Um, I talk about the fact that you need to treasure and curate your experiences with God. What do I mean? So, uh, Moses, who we spoke about earlier, and if you read Exodus chapter 3, I think, the Bible says he's walking down the road where he's going to hide. Yeah, he's walking down the road, and the Bible says that he comes across a bush that is on fire, yet um, the bush itself is not consumed. And Moses says, I will now turn aside and see this great sight while 
to why the bush doesn't burn. And that burning bush encounter for Moses is one where God resolves certain issues with him. And ever so often, you need to have a burning bush encounter. You need to seek experiences with God in prayer, in submission, in study of the word, in meditation, in just following him in service. You need to give God a chance in your life. You need to pay attention to God. Because Moses' burning bush encounter is where God begins to explain what is bigger than his weakness. It's where uh, God explains how his future is brighter than his past. It's where God explains to him that, look, come, the passion that I have put within you, the giftings, the callings, uh, the excitement that I have put within you was not there to destroy you. It's where God clearly says to him, this is what I want you to do. So I say that courage comes from revelation. Courage comes from revelation. Uh, in fact, it gets to a point where Moses, you know, says to God, we will not go farther if your presence does not go with us. And for someone, I, I sense that for the, for the weeks, for the days ahead, you need to find courage from experiences with God. You need to find courage from experiences with God. <laughs> um, a scripture I love, Acts chapter 27. Paul says, uh, says uh, from verse 23 to 25, he's speaking to some men on, uh, with whom he's on a journey. He says, for there stood by me this night an angel of the Lord to whom I belong and whom I serve. I like the way you know it's written. It's just, you know you can you can use it in conversation at work tomorrow. You know God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, "Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God, but it will be just as it was told me." Essentially, what happens is Paul shows up and says, "Look, guys." Take it easy. I was with God yesterday. And he told me this and this and this and this. Help me ask your neighbor, when was the last time you were with God? <laughs> if I ask, ask the other neighbor, when was the last time you had a God experience? Okay. Because there is courage that comes from certain revelations you have. I'll give you a small example. I'm sure you guys all know by now that Arsenal won the FA Cup couple of weeks ago, by the special grace and mercy of God. <laughs> but i tell you what happened. It was, a, it was a Saturday, right? It was a Saturday. And I was watching the match. I think by the 70th minute or so, it was 2-1, something like that. You had a point in that match. I said, look, I'm just going to go upstairs. I, can't, I don't know why I'm just killing my... I'll come back and see what... what I, it was so much tension because, you know, in their DNA, there's the spirit that needs to be dealt with where they just kind of try and destroy what God is doing. You know? So I was, like, <laughs> I was worried that they were going to get... So I was like, no, I can't watch this. So by, I think by 2-1, I was like, ah, I'll just go. I'll go upstairs. I'll come. So I was trying to do everything. I was arranging the living room. Ah, look at this boy. What rubbish. What passing is it? What? You know, and I think... You know, but then we won the match. <laughs> I say we, you know, but hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ex, I'm an ex-fan. I think I should stop where 
we, 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 but the match was good, and I was, it, was, it was so much tension. But then I have, you know, over the next week, chanced upon replays of the match. And because if you're an Arsenal fan, you don't have much to go with. You just keep on watching those replays and recounting when we won the thing. So, but I realized how different every subsequent watch of the match is. I'm no longer worried. I just watch, I watch with comfort. In fact, I watch with a lot of joy. And that is something that happens to us as Christians when we find and have God experiences. There's revelation. Paul says, I was with the Lord the other day. And, and so there's courage that comes from there. And so my question to you is, look, um, what, what has God told you? What have you found from the presence of God? Because it's a huge source of courage. It's a huge source. So, I mean, and I've said this before, how in a bid not to look traditional, there are certain things we try not to do anymore. So it's a bit odd if you say, I'm, I'm just going on a retreat. So now, why? What's happening? You're not spiritual. You found faith. I just, go, I just want to take our time and fast and pray. I'm just going to study myself. And, and you know, there's a revival in our land. If, if you've not heard it yet, maybe you were under a small rock. It's okay. No problem. But there's a revival in our land. There's all sorts of things that God is doing. And I, I ask you as church, do not be cynical. Do not say, oh, what are they doing? What's all this bandwagon thing? No, 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 no. There's so much that God is doing. And God is giving people experiences in the midst of which he can infuse them with courage. So, you know, treasuring and curating experiences with God is critical to developing courage. I also say, look, you need to start the practice of courage. And I'll tell you what I mean. Um, I read a quote, I think, yesterday or the day before, where the guy talks about how critical success, uh, showing up is just, you know, to success. How it says, look, a huge percentage of success that involves just showing up. So our generation is one, uh, and, I, and I say our generation, some people say, Pierre, what generation are we in? But it's okay. I use that term lightly. Okay, our generation is one in which we constantly talk about turning up. Especially when it comes to the weekends. Or so, so I hear it, you know, Fridays for turning up, Saturday for turning up, and church on Sunday, you know. And we thank God. And, and yeah, I mean, as God gives you opportunity, do turn up. <sighs> okay? Have fun. Have a good life. Just glorify God in all that you do. What interests me, though, is that people are becoming accustomed to turning up on Friday and Saturday, but don't show up on Monday. They don't show up where it really matters. Uh, so courage for me speaks about our show-up ability. That's a new word. A friend of mine says I manufacture new words ever so often. So this is a new word. Your show-up ability. It's bigger than turn up. The turn up, you just gather some friends, dress pretty. It's dark anyways. You don't really have to dress pretty. You just gather some friends, play loud music, and you have fun. But showing up and your show up ability speaks about you and God. 
speaks about when the pictures God has been painting in your heart. It speaks about the stars God has been showing you in the sky. It speaks about the things God has been prompting you to do for a while. There's someone you have been saying, I will start this business. You say it every, you write it every New Year's Day. I will start this business. I will start this business. I will start this business. Even the business itself. I started itself. Because what, oh, but by the way, what happens is when God speaks to you about things, I've seen this, opportunities, it gives you inspiration. Don't be fooled to think you are the only one who hears it. So when God says, oh my goodness, there's a new wave of knowledge and he re- re- releases on the earth, don't be fooled to think you're the only one who heard it. Because what happens is, one year after, you're walking past, ah, this is that Babin Saloon I was talking about, where guys can come and cut their hair in AC and lie down and be treated like kings. Oh boy, they've started it already. Okay, I will start the other idea. But what happens is, there's your show-up ability where God is prompting you about different and as you know as I put the message together I realized that oftentimes we can become very risk averse as people because we're afraid of failure and so one thing you must do as you practice courage is that you must overcome the fear of failure in fact you must agree with God that failure if it ever happens, will be a tool for you as you fulfill destiny. So, uh, it's like that phrase dropped in my heart. says they can knock you down, but they cannot knock you out. A question has been there. Will you show up? Where is it that God has been prompting you? What is it that God has asked you to do? I will ask her out. I will ask her out. I will talk to her. I will ask her out. Somebody else has asked her out. They're dedicating their first baby. (laughs) I hear painful laughter. (laughs) Help me nudge somebody. Tell them, show up, show up, show up. I was asking myself as I put the message together, whoever built a plane, I know some of you are engineers, you understand how it works, but you know how big a plane is? You you know how big a plane, has it ever occurred to you that a human being like you who drew sketches as a plane? A plane. Who, who, Who manufactures rockets? They send it to outer space. We can't see it again. <laughs> they build buildings that when you are looking at the fact, when you're going up in the lifts, you feel dizzy. My point is this, children of God. That God is calling you to a place where you refuse to settle for normal. Where you refuse to settle normal. A place where you take risks in God. Second Chronicles, I think, 2017 says you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, 
and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. We saw a pattern in the Old Testament where God will require his people just to show up. So one of the ways you develop courage every now and again is to and start showing up in small things. Start showing up in small things. Um, if you're under 40 here, it's the best time to try a new thing. Because there are mistakes you will make when you're a young person. And people say, eh, it's a young boy. It's a young boy. It's just, I just has beard, but it's a young boy. It's okay. He will learn. When you're 50 and you have children, even the children will tell you, Daddy, don't do this to us. <laughs> My point is, there is such an urgent need for God's people to show up. And I don't know, look, uh, it's, it's, it's got wide application. For some people, God has been saying to you, write that song. You say, hey, but who will, who will publish, who will, how, who will produce? No, just write the song. I, I can't tell you how overjoyed I am at the wonderful songs that our band sing. When I hear all their voices and how, you know, they sing, it's beautiful. But I keep wondering, the people that wrote the songs that you are singing, is it a different God that they are serving? I am sorry to be shading you guys like this. <laughs> but my point is, when will you stop, you know, there's it's such a press in my heart that, look, you're bigger than this. In fact, there must be something original created by you, designed. By, and I'm not saying, look, we're all created. No, I'm saying that there are places in God that we need to show. And I don't know, it might not be created. It might just be a new way of thinking. Somebody you write beautifully. And God is saying, let's publish this thing. And you have to start there because if God is going to speak to the world through you, he might as well start speaking to the hundred followers you have on Twitter now. Help me ask, I'll just tap somebody beside you. Tell them, please show up. Please show up. Please show up. There's somebody who is about a new job and you're just refusing to show up. Last thing I'll mention this morning is about how courage comes as we receive strength from the Holy Spirit and from the body of Christ every day. Ephesians chapter 5, it says, Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. We read Acts, the Bible says that they prayed, the place where they prayed was shaking. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. It's my beloved EA was trying to clarify to the church that he doesn't really drink earlier on during his God experience. You, well, some of you would know the effects of alcohol. Why are you smiling? <laughs> but you know how Sometimes, and I hear, because I didn't, I didn't really drink a lot, uh, <laughs> or at all, I didn't really drink. I didn't have, I was, but 
you, you know how it emboldens you. You know how when you've drank one or two bottles of something good, you can look your boss in the eye and tell him, this company is rubbish. <laughs> you are rubbish. The company is rubbish. Your competitors are rubbish. I'm going out to start a new company. Then you wake up the next morning. <laughs> you see the emails. Please see us at disciplinary panel. <laughs> but you know how it emboldens you. It's a whole new world. In fact, sometimes when you hear people discussing politics, you know that inspiration is not natural. But Paul says here, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an expert encourager. To encourage means to fill with courage on the inside. One scripture I've probably quoted every other month in this church is Hebrews 3 and verse 13 where it says, but exhort or encourage one another daily while it is called today lest any one of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And I keep saying to us, when God says in Genesis 2.18, it's not good for man to be alone, he wasn't joking. That there is something about the body of Christ. He says, on a daily basis, make sure you receive encouragement from the body. And yet, there are some of us who still think we're superman. That is only in the movies, though. Where you see the one guy takes on an army of a thousand people, shoots all of them. You know. So I say to encourage people and to let people encourage you. I say that you must come to the place where you experience the comforting effect of company. I don't know if you've tried to walk down a dark road by yourself before. You know, sometimes, I mean, I'm back on campus, you walk certain down certain dark roads, you're just, you're just afraid. You try not to be afraid, and you know, sometimes you, you don't stroll, you walk very fast, you know. So I like fast walk, I like, you don't like fast walk, you're just, just lacking courage. But you know what happens when there are five of you, and when there are ten of you, and when there are twenty of you? It's a huge difference. So I would ask as you proceed with life that if you ever get to a point where you feel like you're lacking courage I'll ask that you pursue a God experience. I'll ask that you be filled with the Holy Spirit again. I'll ask that you reach out for a brother or a sister and say encourage me. And I know that you're you're a very important person. You don't like showing vulnerability. But I beg you for the sake of your destiny. For the sake of all the lives that are tied to yours. Do not allow yourself to be discouraged. Do not allow yourself to be discouraged. Help me look the person next to you in the eye and tell them, please encourage me. 
Hey. If I just tell them, I refuse for you to be discouraged. Okay, let's, we're going to pray. Now, it's occurred to me that vehicles are, fit, are fitted out with different types of... Um, it's a horn. We call it a horn, right? That's the, that's the modern term for it. Tolu? Horn? Sorry? That's right, Abi. Okay, now you want to say horn, and you know how this pastor is from Benin. He doesn't know modern terms. So if, if you know a more modern word, horn, that's you press. Horn. And you know we Lagosians like our horns. In fact, somebody has once said, I think somebody says, they would rather drive without their brakes than to drive without their horn in Lagos. Because driving without your horn in Lagos is uh, it's tough. But you know that bicycles are fitted out with different horns. In fact, they just have a small bell. And then you have the one for a car. It never caught you, but as they, as they come bigger, they are fitted with deeper sounding, louder sounding horns. So a bicycle different from a car, from an SUV, from a truck, from a train. In fact, I remember in primary school, one classmate of mine got the horn for a truck. And as we were walking on the road, and the car drove past us, he would press it. <laughs> it's wicked. I wasn't part of that. I was just, <laughs> I was just an observer. But it was interesting to see people's reaction because you thought you were horn, a truck was right behind you. <laughs> I think there's a sound of courage. In fact, as I prepared for this, I, I wrote in my notes, would we stop making the sound of a bicycle in the spirit? Because what happens is there is a sound that proceeds from you. And when you are discouraged, you're essentially like a bicycle. It's a small, they look at you and like, and remember this is really about threats. Who said you couldn't cross a line? When we fought as little boys, a lot of it was just shakara. You touch me. No, you just touch me first, touch me. No, touch, just, I say just touch, touch me first. Oh, you've touched me, eh? Okay, no, cross this line. Just <laughs> No, no, I'm warning you. You are all here now, right? Cross this line. Cross it. Is it Shakara? <laughs> it's just the sound of a bicycle. Psalm 2 says, Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? It says the king of the, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Numbers 23 says, and the shout of a king is among them. Like your passports when you take, go to the airport, it's important that you do not go through life without courage. God says to Joshua, be strong and take courage. When you wake up tomorrow, as you put on your Mary Kay, your fake hair, Whatever else God has blessed you with. Would you please take courage with you? In fact, I would rather you forgot your wig at home than you stepped out without courage. <laughs> 
In fact, I would rather you forgot your ATM card at home than you stepped out without courage. I would rather that you forgot your passport at home than you step out without courage. Every single person in this room is going to a place in God where they need courage. Someone needs to develop their show-up ability. Where you decide with God, I am going to show up. I am going to take a step. I'm going to take a stand for Jesus. I'm going to preach. I'm going to tell this person that I love him or I love her. I'm going to ask her to marry me. I'm going to make that call and reconcile with that gentleman that I haven't spoken to for 10 years. I'm going to start that business. I'm going to talk to my boss about X and about Y. But there's a sound of courage. I think it starts first on the inside and then we hear it on the outside. One beautiful way to encourage people is to pray with them. Would you please ask the person next to you this morning, may I encourage you in prayer? If they refuse, eye them and look for somebody else. But if they don't, would you hold their hands and would you pray with them this morning? What are we praying for? Praying that God will fill our every being, our every, every part of us with courage. Pray that when God gets to the field and says, my son, my daughter is going to show up, pray that they will not let God down. Strength is not courage. Wisdom is not courage. Pray that God will fill them with unusual courage. The Bible says that when they prayed, the place was shaken. And the Bible says the Spirit of God filled them and says, and they began to speak the word of God with boldness. Uh, this is not recklessness we're talking about. It is courage that comes from God. I'd like you to pray for your brother, your sister this morning. Ask that God will grant them burning bush experiences. That they will hear God. He says, and they will hear a voice from behind declaring that this is the way to go. Go you in it. And he would give them a revelation like Paul says, the one whom I serve and the one to whom I belong. He said to me in the night, let their hearts not be vacant of the will of God. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray that they will be filled with the Holy Ghost. That they will not be filled with wine wherein it is excess. Pray that they will be filled continually with the Holy Ghost. Pray that they will receive encouragement from the body and they will give encouragement to the body. Declare that they are not carriers of strife. They are not divisive or isolated in the body of Christ. Declare that they are joined to the places where they can find a crowd. I'd like you to pray for your brother this morning. I'd like you to pray for your sister this morning. Declare that their lives will count. Declare that their lives will count. Declare that their lives will count. Declare that they are courageous. Declare that they are courageous. 
I pray for my brother, I pray for my sister. When men shall see that there is a casting down, Lord, we declare that there is a lifting up. I declare their life will count in the name of Jesus. I declare they will take big steps in you. They will make big moves in you in the name of Jesus. Declare they will mount up with wings like an eagle. They will not be content to go around with the hands on the floor. They will mount up with wings like an eagle. Declare they will do new things for God. They will break ground. They will stand for God. They will stand for holiness. They will stand for righteousness. In the name of Jesus. One last thing this morning. Would you pray concerning any threats over their lives, over their destiny, and declare that those threats are cancelled in the name of the Lord Jesus. Declare that the voice of the Lord Jesus is the loudest voice they hear in their hearts when they wake up, when they go to sleep, when they go to work, when they come back. Declare that the voice of the Lord Jesus, declaring that they are more than conquerors in all things. They are overcomers, declaring that that voice overshadows, it cancels, it destroys every threat, be it the threat of failure, the threat of a past pain, the past, the threat of an experience that went wrong, the threat of a loss. We cancel them to Today, with the clear courage arises, 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 with the clear courage, courage, courage. Make up and the Magalosh Caleb says, We are well able to go up and take this mountain. Thank you for listening to a message from the Life Point Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash Life Point NG.